0: Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Australia with the Easter long weekend, which is a lovely break for all our listeners and just not for us. isn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh,
0: Double I, pay. Who's complaining? Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, and I just enjoy being
0: here. It's, yeah, good. Sure it's cool to hang out, Monica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, have you noticed the funny smell outside?
1: Really? What is it? I can't.
0: I, it kind of smells a bit like sewage or asparagus. I'm not quite sure. Uh,
1: if you're in the that's... Newcastle
0: area and you can smell that. Give me a call and tell me what it is.
1: That's not the smell of Easter yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's Wrong my chocolate
0: <laughs> Okay, let me hit you with another clue for our quiz today.
1: okay
2: so this
0: is a who am I quiz and the first clue was let me recap them for you. first Timothy Timothy chapter 2 verses 13 to 14 says that I was deceived. Clue two said I hid from God. Clue three says pain and sorrow accompany childbirth because of my sin. And our newest clue, clue four is I am the mother of Cain and Abel. It's getting real easy peasy. Easy peasy. (laughs) If you know the answer, 1-800-FAITH-FM or text us on 0491-064-669. You can even message us on our Facebook, Faith FM Australia, and we will send you the prize, which today is a wonderful book called God's Holy Word, Is It Still Worth Dying For? It's a book about the Bible. Sounds now.
1: good. Look how easy that is to get a prize.
0: I know. It's so easy. And it's easy clues. Just call
1: in. All yeah, right. send it
0: to you for free. There we it's go. Great. Now, I'm really looking forward to this uh, this next segment. This is our <clears throat> Encounter with God segment. And we have Chris here, who is our resident theology student, yep, yep. standing in for Lyle, uh, who is, I don't know, away somewhere gorging doing himself on Easter eggs or something. Wasn't he,
1: wasn't he doing up his car or something yeah, last night? Yeah. He's
0: working on his vintage bed. He's trying there to get his go. caravan ready for camp. I think it's in a couple of weeks' time. We're actually broadcasting live from camp. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, I'm super hey. excited. On the beach. We'll be broadcasting from the beach.
1: Oh, wow. Surely yeah. there's going to be a lot of wind. Man, you're going to have to get a really good set to. Uh... Yeah, we're,
0: we're going to have to figure it out. I don't have to figure it out. I just turn you just up. Just
1: turn and, up yet, man. Do
0: nothing. <laughs> yeah. Hard work for someone else. No. <laughs> um, I'm really looking forward to this part because last week on Good Friday, we did a whole segment about the symbolism of of easter and the origins behind that but we're now going to move on to i guess what you could say the real meaning of easter is and i think a lot of people might not know because it's a bit different to christmas right because christmas you know it's all about giving and everyone you know sees the nativity and you know knows about the birth of jesus and it's quite common where when it comes to easter it doesn't have such a benevolent attitude around it. it's always seemed to be like about feasting yeah, and, like, gorging yourself on chocky goodies.
1: I think part of it probably is because it's just not as commercialised or as, you know, like we, we yeah. don't make as much of a big deal about it in like buying gifts. And yeah,
0: there's not a gift-giving culture to it.
1: Yeah, and there's not really like any, as we were saying before, there aren't really many like big traditions that mm. come with it. It's mm-hmm. not like you have like the typical Easter weekend or like a typical Easter meal I mean you have chocolates but it's not like you know that's not a meal yeah not a well we, <laughs> we, we certainly hope no, yeah <laughs> but you know like for Christmas a lot of people you know will like have a have a turkey or something like that like uh, mm-hmm. it's it's very traditional Easter we don't really have that yet we we, we should uh, maybe we should you and know
0: yet I have noticed something so when I speak to people um, who aren't necessarily churchgoers or frequent churchgoers um and I talk to them about their church going They will often say I only go to church once a year On Easter
1: Interesting So
0: let's dig into like, What the Christian connection to Easter is
1: Sure Well I think what's really important is When we are talking about Easter uh, We're focusing on the Towards the very end of the life of Jesus And in particular The week leading up to His death.
0: Was it Easter then?
1: Uh as in <laughs> oh, people you do, handing
0: out eggs. No nah. You're doing
1: my mind now. Nah. <laughs> as far as I know, there were no chocolate eggs uh at the uh Passover at the Last Supper. I don't know, maybe you could find maybe there are some eggs uh in the Last Supper painting. Uh you just Easter s- eggs.
0: <laughs> I, I bet. So that's a chocolate egg, I see it in the corner. Now you just said a couple of phrases there. Passover and last supper. Ooh, For okay. those of us who like aren't really clued in what what did what
1: Sure sure. Okay, so What happens is Jesus, uh, in this week leading up to his death, Jesus is actually aware that he's going to die uh, at the end of this week. And so what he decides to do, he goes into the big city of Jerusalem and Jerusalem is in the middle of this big feast called the Passover. Uh, Now, the Passover was this uh, huge celebration uh, and each person would offer up a lamb as a sacrifice in the temple. And the, the symbolism behind that was that the lamb would die uh, for the sins of that person. Uh, and ultimately, Jesus would end up dying to, for the sins of the world. So that you have that symbolism, oh, no, no, that parallel there. Mm-hmm. Even John the Baptist, uh, in uh, the first chapter of John, I forget which verse, but he says, Behold the Lamb of God... Who takes away the sins of the world? When Jesus was approaching him, uh, and so what we see, uh, yeah, you have all this this parallelism. So Jesus comes with his disciples. They're going to celebrate the Passover feast. They're here in Jerusalem. Jesus knows that he's going to die at the end of the week, and so what he decides to do is have a last supper. Or we we might it might be a last dinner, I suppose. You know. Mm -hmm. With his disciples Who really are his closest friends They've been with him For the past three and a half years They've been travelling with him Going uh, And healing people with him Uh, And so He decides Yeah I'm going to spend My last night With my friends And then what ends up happening is One of his friends Betrays him Judas Iscariot And Hands him over to the Romans To be Killed And uh, On the Friday Uh, So this happens all on Thursday, and then on Friday, Jesus is sentenced to death on the cross, which is, of course, the very famous image that we see a lot of the time. Um, Yeah, Jesus hanging on the cross. And that is where Jesus dies and takes upon himself the sins of the world so that we no longer have to face the penalty of death because Jesus took it for us.
0: I was going to say, hang on a second. He's sentenced to, sentenced to death and we call it Good Friday?
1: We call it Good Friday. But Interesting, guess, isn't it? I
0: guess if he's been sentenced to death because he's saving us from our sins. Yes. That is good news. I guess. It is
1: amazing news. Um, and in fact, uh, the you know we use this word a lot, the gospel. <laughs> You know, have you told people about the gospel? The gospel literally just means good news. We tell people the good news about uh, Jesus saving us from our sin. And so then on the Saturday you have this period of time where everyone's in mourning over the death of Jesus. Everyone's confused. No one knows what's going on. And then on Sunday something miraculous happens. What mm. do you think happens there, Monica?
0: Is it the resurrection?
1: It is indeed. Jesus rises from the dead because it's not just good enough for Jesus to take the penalty of death. Okay, So he takes the penalty of death, um, but if he doesn't come back to life, then we also have no hope of being resurrected. And so Jesus, he comes back uh, out of the tomb. He's resurrected and he reunites with his disciples. And that happens on Easter Sunday.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Now... Question. Why do you think the resurrection is so important? You're
2: listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So, the
0: resurrection, why is it so important? I guess it, I guess. Well, it gives us the blessed assurance, right? Because if Jesus didn't rise again, then my sins weren't necessarily paid for and I would have no hope of eternal life.
1: Exactly. Uh, Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and we see what the Apostle Paul uh, says about this. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we'll be reading uh, verses 12 through to 19. So 1 Corinthians 15 verses 12 to 19. Uh, I'll read it a little bit and then I'll pass it over to you, Monica. Sure. Says, but tell me this since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ, that is, we're talking about Jesus, and if Jesus has not been raised, then all of our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. And we apostles would all be lying about God, for we have said that God raised Jesus from the grave. But that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead.
0: And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world.
1: Ooh, strong language from Paul, hey.
0: More to be pitied than anyone in the world. I guess because if that was the case, they would have no hope. And to be... To be hopeless is definitely a pitiful state.
1: And not only that, but if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, we're all worshipping a guy who's very much still dead and not alive. And so Paul just says, look, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, you guys just look silly uh, because Jesus, you know, isn't alive. But there's no
0: point worshipping the dead because what can the dead do for you?
1: Exactly. But we can have assurance of the resurrection. But we want to be sure that the resurrection actually happened. Um
0: How can we be sure that it actually did happen? Well,
1: we're going to go through some points and find out for ourselves. So, first of all, uh, one of the big reasons... So, we have these written accounts of the resurrection. We want to determine, are these accounts of the resurrection trustworthy? Mm -hmm. And one of the uh, reasons we can tell that they are genuine and not, let's say, forged, is that the very first witnesses to the resurrection are women. Now, what does that mean? Well, consider the historical context of the time. Uh, Back in these times, you would need the testimony of two women to make up for the testimony of one man. Not really a uh, great method of the judicial system, but that's just how they did it. Uh, Sorry, I can't really change history. Mm -hmm. And so let's say you want to start like this new religion, you know, you've got got this idea of Jesus. He's going to rise back from the dead. If you were going to do that, you would not have your very first witnesses of his resurrection be women uh, because they weren't seen as, as trustworthy as a source. You would have men, but the disciples uh, didn't come till later. Jesus appeared to Mary and Mary Magdalene and Salome and a whole bunch of other women beforehand. So, again, if this account was made up, you would not have written it in such a way as to have women to be the first person to come to the tomb purely because of the historical context uh, that the Jewish people were living in. Okay. Um, And then, of course, you have the idea uh, as well, what does a uh, $5 note look like?
0: It's purple. It's really quite pretty. It has the queen on one side and somebody else on the other side. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, interesting. You mentioned two sides, right? Mm-hmm. So, what does it look like? Does it have? Does it have the? Uh, what are the people's names again? <laughs> it's the
0: queen and the queen, and then someone else. I know Banjo Patterson is a guy on the ten dollar note, but it's uh, it's somebody else on the fiver.
1: Uh, now I feel bad. We're just going to call them Greg. All right. Okay, so Greg. it's the queen and Greg. Uh huh. If somebody, if somebody said to you, um, what does a $5 note look like? And you say, well, it's got the Queen's face on it. And then ask someone else and they go, well, it's got Greg's face on it. Who's right?
0: Well, you're both right.
1: Yes. You're both right because you're both looking at the same $5 note. You're just looking at different sides of the note. You have different perspectives. And so when we read the different accounts of the resurrection, we see a few little differences uh, in these accounts. For example... Uh, one of them says, you know, and there was Mary and Mary Magdalene and Salome. And then another one just says, there was Mary and Mary Magdalene and a lot of other women. And then another one just says, and a lot of women came to the tomb. So they just have s- tiny little differences in how they tell the story. Or, for example, uh, one of them says, and there were two angels standing either side of the tomb. And then another one says, and then there was an angel standing next to the tomb. or were there two angels or one angel? Well, we know there are two, but one author just decided to mention one of them. So, just small little details that show that these are authentic eyewitness accounts. Um, Because if they were forged, everything would line up perfectly, right? Mm -hmm. Because you would like collude with one another and you'd say like you know what's our story um yeah that's right you you actually want to find
0: discrepancies in the details you
1: want to find them because that shows authenticity that Mm -hmm. shows different perspectives It, it it reveals that yeah you didn't come together and Come up with this story later.
0: Yeah, because when we have experiences, real life experiences, we often remember different things, right? Yes. It's only if you got together and decide this is a story. Let's not let's not deviate from it. Mm. Yeah, I can see that's a that's a good point. Then, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, so okay, some reasons. So we have the the types of witnesses chosen. We have the fact that the witnesses all give slightly different accounts of the same event uh and then let's go to matthew chapter twenty eight uh matthew chapter twenty eight verses eleven through to fifteen if you could read that one out for us monica that'd be great
0: matthew twenty eight and the verses was eleven to fifteen did you say yep eleven
1: through to fifteen
0: as the woman we-
1: oh sorry twenty eight <laughs> Oh, did it, oh, I thought you said eight. And I was like, oh, what? I didn't say eight. <laughs> Sorry. Continue on Matthew as you 28, were.
0: verses 11 to 15. As the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and told the leading priests what had happened. A meeting with the elders was called, and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told the soldiers, You must say, Jesus' disciples came during the night while we were sleeping, and they stole his body. If the governor hears about this, we'll stand up for you so you won't get into trouble. So the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say. Their story spread wildly among the Jews, and they still tell it today.
1: Interesting. So Mm. here we have this idea that uh, the body of Jesus has gone missing. They don't know where it is. Now, what are the implications of this? Uh, If We can't find the body. Is Jesus alive? Has his body been taken? We're going to look a little bit more at that uh, when we come back. But now we're going to listen to Follow the Lamb by Carly Fletcher, a great song all about the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You're listening to Faith FM.
2: We will keep
0: Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM, and we are going to get right back into our delicious Easter Bible study, trying to find out the original origins, the Christian origins, and the with the big question, did the resurrection really happen?
1: Indeed. It is an incredibly important question, because as we read at the beginning, if Jesus...
0: It seems we just had an Easter egg thrown in us. Thank you, uh, Carly Fletcher. <laughs> so, uh, that song actually had a hidden track. Um, the one we just played, Follow the Lamb. So it had a little hidden track at the end of it. We didn't realize. A so surprise. <laughs> Easter surprise. <laughs> Thanks, Carly, for the Easter egg. Um, <clears throat> well, let's go back to the, the resurrection yes, story Okay. <laughs> I'm so pleased we managed to get an Easter egg in on Easter.
1: All right. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we talked about the idea that it is vital ...for our faith to know that Jesus rose from the dead. Because as Paul said, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, well, we're all a bit silly because we're worshipping a dead guy. So, No hope. No hope of the resurrection and our faith is useless, meaningless. So, quick recap. We looked at the idea that uh, all of the records of the resurrection that we have, um, first of all, they give uh, the first witnesses to Jesus rising from the dead are women... And back in those, that historical context, uh, the testimony or the witness of a woman was not considered as great as that of a man. So this is like the biggest event in human history, uh, and God decided to reveal it to women first, uh, which completely goes against all of the cultural norms of the time. And second of all, we see slight discrepancies and um, differences in stories of this different accounts, sorry, of the same story. In the same way that if you ask uh, someone to look at a $5 note, depending on what side they're looking at, they'll give slightly different uh, descriptions, but they're all describing the same note. So, we just read before the break this passage which uh, it says... The Pharisees paid off the guards to tell them mm. um, that his Jesus' body was stolen. Now, why do you think that might be interesting, putting on the hotspot?
0: It's very cloak and dagger intrigue, isn't it? There's yes. A bit of bribery going on. I guess because um, they knew that they didn't really have a story, and so they had to create one that yes. would answer like their version of the story, give credibility. Um, so their answer was the body got stolen. That's the only way that they could explain it. Mm. In order to make it true, they had to, well make it true, inverted commas, is to to bribe someone to add a witness to it.
1: Now, it's interesting, though, that in both stories, both the real story and this made-up one by the religious leaders, the body of Jesus is missing. We still don't have a body.
0: So, either which way is a missing body situation.
1: Exactly. It's gone somewhere else. And here's the thing. We're told that... The religious leaders make up this story and they have to bribe the soldiers. So, even the soldiers, they know the truth because obviously they were there when Jesus came out Mm -hmm. of the tomb. They know what happened and they have to be paid off to be told otherwise. But even still, we have this problem. Jesus' body is missing. So, either the disciples stole it, which the Roman guards knew wasn't true, the religious leaders knew wasn't true, and the women at the tomb knew wasn't true, or... Jesus did, in fact, rise from the dead. And that's why the body is missing, because he's no longer dead. He is alive. And then, of course, uh, one of the biggest reasons we can have assurance in the resurrection is that people saw him afterwards. Uh,
0: Lots of people saw him
1: afterwards. Lots. Uh, I'd say that'd be a pretty good indicator that... um, Jesus was alive and well, with so many people seeing him. Uh, in fact, if we go back to our passage in 1 Corinthians 15 that we looked at earlier on, uh, Paul talks about how many people actually saw Jesus. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, and beginning in verse 4. Would you like to read that out for us, Monica? Sure. 4 to 9.
0: He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. Hmm... For I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. It seems a lot of people saw Jesus. That's a that's a huge witness. I mean, yes. imagine a case that has like over 500 witnesses. That's a, that's, I mean, that would be like a laughable.
1: Yeah, a case judge closed. would
0: throw that out. They'd be like, oh, this is obvious.
1: Exactly. It's just, there's, there's no question here at all. Um, So yeah, we have heaps of witnesses that can all testify we saw Jesus after that Sunday. We saw Jesus alive. And we also have, um, of course, he appears to the disciples a few times. Uh, He also appears to uh, the men on this road to Emmaus. We just call them the the men on the road to Emmaus. Mm -hmm. He appears to these two guys. So there are heaps of witnesses that all saw Jesus come back from the dead. Uh, And then finally, of course, you have the idea that If, in fact, the disciples all, you know, colluded together, they created this big lie, this hoax, they stole the body of Jesus, they were really dedicated to this lie.
0: All the way to the end of their days, basically.
1: Basically. uh, They all died very horrible deaths, apart from John.
0: Yeah.
2: They
1: all died extremely horrible deaths. Uh, For example, Peter, um, church tradition states that Peter was crucified upside down. Oh, mercy. It's terrible these the the things that these people went for because they were so convicted in their belief that Jesus had rose from the dead and they wanted to tell people the good news that they were no longer under the judgment of God, that they could find salvation. They could be saved from uh, judgment because of what Jesus had done.
0: Look, I know people who've lied, but I don't know people who would actively die for what they knew was a lie. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. You just go, all right, look, I'll take the consequences. Anything's better <laughs> than, any than death.
0: Yeah. Especially those kind of death.
1: Um, and here's a great quote by Charles W. Colson. He says, I know the resurrection is a fact. And Watergate proved it to me. And Watergate was this big political scandal where all these lies kind of came out. And he says, How? Because 12 men testified that they had seen Jesus raised from the dead. Then they proclaimed that truth for 40 years, never once denying it. Everyone was beaten, tortured, stoned, and put in prison. They would not have endured that if it weren't true. true. Watergate embroiled 12 of the most powerful men in the world, and they couldn't keep a lie for three weeks. You're telling me 12 apostles could keep alive for 40 years? Absolutely impossible.
0: Well, we hope we have convinced you of the resurrection story being true. And if you're not sure, go ahead and read the Gospels for yourself. You will definitely enjoy it. We're going to have a quick break and we're going to be right back with Family Matters with Darren Pratt. It's going to be a wonderful new segment all about raising happy, healthy, functional families.
3: hill far away stood an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and shame and I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain so I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown Oh, the old rugged cross So despised by the world Has a wondrous attraction for me For the dear Lamb of God Left His glory above To bear it to dark Calvary So I'll cherish the old rugged cross I will ever be true It's shame and reproach gladly bear Then He'll call me someday to my home far away Where His glory forever I'll share So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down For a crown
0: At 10.45am For more information Google Seventh-day
4: Adventist Church Townsville City Yes, welcome back to The Breakfast Show On Faith FM You're here with Darren Pratt For Family Matters Today we're talking about story and, And all children love stories And the research says that stories Give our children the weapons they need to defeat the dragons. I like that. A lot of dragons out there that are wanting to bring our children down and um, the research is saying that when we tell stories, children learn empathy, they learn resilience, they learn about their world and they learn about um, trusting and um, serving others. And they're all good traits that we want to instill into our children. So here's the challenge. When is that moment in your day when you get time to stop and sit with your children and read or tell them a story? My experience growing up was that mum would pull out a good Bible story book and would read us a story every single night. Um, we We would sit at her feet, six children around her bed, and, and just listen to the Bible story. And that's a challenge to me today. We live in a fast-paced society, a busy society, a society that is full of tech gadgets that often disconnect our families. If the research is saying calling our family together to read or listen to a story together forms sticky faith. and so. I guess um, the challenge is there's five levels of story that we need to pass on to our children. Children need to hear the stories of the Bible, the worldview of where God has interacted into our earth's history, the stories of the patriarchs and, and matriarchs and the heroes of faith. They need to hear those stories. They then need to hear stories of the church universal stories of the early church um stories like george muller the orphanage man or um florence nightingale who started nursing um stories of of people of faith who have had the courage to make a difference level three need to hear stories of your church denominational by that i mean what is it about your church that is significant to you and what are the stories of your church denominational who founded it who are the pioneers and and what are the stories that have happened in your denomination the next level you need to hear the stories of your church um local where you attend who planted it what are the stories that have happened in your church and and why does your church exist and finally And most importantly, they need to hear your story. Why are you a Christian? And where has God made a difference in your life? As children hear these stories, they give them access to God's story and they're more likely to find their place in God's story and continue His story today, now, and tomorrow. So the challenge? Tell stories. Stories change lives and give our children the weapons they need to defeat the dragons. You're listening to Family Matters on Faith FM with Darren Pratt.
5: Devastation Left so confused That it paralyzed My prayers An unexpected pain Tore my heart Into pieces And just left my faith Hanging there but i rose up from the ashes of my despair and with the strength i stood and i declared
2: that The precious
5: A purpose and a plan And when you have proved and you have tried me I will shine like gold in your hands And I'll rise up from the ashes of my despair I'll stand and i it all away if
0: you took it all away. Welcome back to Faith FM Australia. You are here with Mon and Chris. I am gonna give you the last clue for today's quiz. So who am I question? I'm going to very quickly run through all the other quiz clues. First, Timothy 2.13-14 says that I was deceived. I hid from God. Pain and sorrow accompanied childbirth because of my sin. I am the mother of Cain and Abel. And the last clue is my husband's name is... Is Adam. Oh,
1: come on. That's uh, Adam
0: and who? Adam and who?
1: <laughs> there we go. Dead giveaway. Come on. <laughs> I, I know our listeners know that out there. So call in and you can get a prize. And it is the book God's Holy Word. Is it still worth dying for? Make sure to call in and you could win that prize. Look how easy that is. What a happy Easter you will have indeed. 1
0: 800 Faith FM's a number. It's easy peasy lemon squeezy. Now, We have the question of the day. Okay. Chris, you ready? I'm ready. Hit me. Question answering face on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because the listeners can see that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll be checking. Okay. So the question today is Do I have to go to church all the time, or is it okay with God if I just go at Easter?
1: Very interesting and good question because a lot of the time, uh, people do often go to Easter and Christmas services. uh, And so. It's a very, very relevant question. I think, first of all, we need to recognize that faith is never done in isolation. We always do it together with people, and we do it with God. Faith is a relational thing uh, that we do in cooperation with other people. And so, church provides us the opportunity to be able to share our faith with other people, it also gives you the opportunity to worship God with other people, uh, whether that's through singing and praising or listening uh, to you know the pastor uh, giving us some advice as to how we can improve our personal relationship with God in our life, uh, as well as the idea that when we're in a community setting, you can help build one another up. Uh, you have the ability and the opportunity to encourage and to be able to provide support. Um, And we see Paul talks about this, especially in 1 Corinthians. He says, every person has like uh, a talent. He calls it a spiritual gift. And God gives each of these gifts to people so that they can be used to build up uh, people in the church and to build up uh, the mission that the church has.
0: Church is actually a fantastic blessing um, you know it 's such a sense of community and uh, I, we also have um you know you learn from each other and you grow from each other it's, it's a fantastic opportunity to make new friends to have that, that very important circle of spiritual friends who are interested in um in, uh, in your spiritual health i guess yeah, yeah.
1: i think um, yeah it's great because you you are uh, you spend time together uh, you are able to help one another, but you also have like you get to uh, just, for example, eat a meal together, because you'll find that, you know, a lot of churches have lunch afterwards, or people will go back to each other's homes and have lunch together, to eat together. Uh, there are always social activities going on in churches, so you're able to have fun together. It really is just a place where you can have that really community environment, uh, with a group of people who really, uh, love God as well. And I encourage you guys, um to our listeners at home if you aren't connected to a church or if you're wondering is this church thing for me try out some churches in your local area um and really just yeah get connected and with other people and with god
0: It's a lovely, lovely opportunity, Church. Don't miss out on it. We're now going to have a song break. This is Anthem Lights. It's called The Blood Medley. And once again, I recommend that you listen to this. Just keep in mind, Easter time and the sacrifice that Christ made for your life. All victory in Jesus, my Savior forever.
3: He sought me and bought me with His redeeming blood. can wash away my sin. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me
0: back this is faith fm australia you have been listening to our easter long weekend special we stuck with you through it all we didn't take a day off because we wanted to hang out with you Let's, on the radio waves Man,
1: we are dedicated to this course to this radio to you listeners back there at home well maybe not lyle come on lyle yeah. <laughs> come on uh, thanks lyle you gave me a chance to come back on radio i i miss being on radio so I'm always glad to have the opportunity to come here and uh
0: and get paid you mean yeah, that, that too, that too. <laughs> it is a wonderful, it is a wonderful job, I must say, being able to, to come on here and, uh, and share the story of Jesus in many different ways to many different people. That's I it. thoroughly enjoy it. It's a great blessing to me and I hope it's a great blessing to you, dear listener.
1: Well, Monica, I think we're at uh, one of my favourite points in the show and that me is too. we get to give away something.
0: Giving away free stuff is like the best. It is
1: the best. So what are we giving away today? We
0: are going to give away a copy of the book Called The Acts of the Apostles Have you heard of this book?
1: Uh, I am quite familiar actually It's so
0: cool It says a byline the, uh, the byline is The church begins to grow Which is really great considering The question that we just had Do we really have to go to church all the time? So this book is basically about Churchgoers back in the day mm. I'm going to read out the back of it Because it's actually really cool Okay The disciples Jesus chose Were no better than you are They made mistakes They could be arrogant And lazy And selfish but once they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they took the good news of the gospel to the four corners of the earth. Their legacy endures today. As followers of Christ, we also are commissioned to share the good news of salvation in Christ and of his soon return. As you read this book, you will be inspired to put your trust in Jesus. Ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit so you may share your faith. Hope and love with others. The Acts of the Apostles has inspired generations of Christians to endure hardships gladly for the sake of bringing people to the Lord. But you need not travel to the world to find people in need of the Saviour, they are in the very town where you live. Let God lead you to them.
1: Wow, that's great!
0: It's Such an amazing book, and it's such a good book because you know, especially because we're talking about Easter, you know, and, and our our faith in His resurrection and our faith in His uh, in the in the blood that He um He had to pay for our sins. And you know, we were discussing, you know, how how does one share about Jesus on Easter? We ha- it's almost like we have an opportunity, yeah, this this holiday that celebrates the resurrection. You know, what are some of the ways that we can talk to people? During Easter about Christ.
1: There we go. I think that book might help out if you want to have a look. And so if somebody wants to win this prize, and I think, uh, We still have our quiz question of the day, right? That people can call in for. We've had a
0: couple of calls, but they were wrong. We're very sorry. There
1: we go. Uh, So if they want to get these amazing prizes, how can they do that, Monica?
0: All they have to do is call us up 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843, or they can text us 0491-064-669. You can even message us on Facebook, Faith FM Australia, if that's easier for you. And be the first person through for our free giveaway or just call us up and let us know the the uh, the answer to the clue, the, the quiz, sorry, and we will send that to you. We often have people who call up after the show is over and claim the the quiz prize, so that's oh, there we and go. we accept that. That's fine. Um, but for now, we would thank you for joining us on this Easter show.
1: That's been great.
0: It's been wonderful, and we will be uh, back tomorrow. Well, you're not going to be back. I'm tomorrow. not going to
1: be back tomorrow. Are you going to miss me?
0: I I am going to yes, miss you. That's special what I like to hear. thank you <laughs> and farewell to Chris, aka Fake Lyle. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow right after the seven o'clock news with more great programming. Stay tuned. Now we have some wonderful songs coming up, or a little bit about Easter. So keep your mind set on that sacrifice that Jesus made for you, that has made this Easter long weekend possible. We hope you have a wonderful long weekend.
6: My God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars I hear the rolling thunder Thy power throughout the universe display Then sing. My soul, my Savior God. So Christ shall come with shouts of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart.